welcome to Mums on Cloud9. I'm Heather Black, a coaching champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce ecosystem. In this week's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the power of coaching tools and techniques and how they can help you on your Salesforce project. Now, coaching might not come for most of mind when you're thinking, I'm going to train up in Salesforce and going to manage projects. Like, what's coaching got to do with it? Well, really, they go hand in hand with change management and the topic that I was covering in last week's podcast. With change management, it's about putting a really good communication strategy in place to engage, enthuse and empower your users. And in order to implement that communication strategy, you need to have good communication tools. And that's what coaching tools and techniques are. They are effectively communication tools that are very much considered to how they respond to different stakeholders. So it's all very well having a change management plan, but you can't actually implement that properly if you are not equipped with the right communication skills. Now, what I'm going to be talking about today is actually how coaching can empower you as an individual to build your confidence and overcome imposter syndrome, but also how coaching can apply and be directly beneficial to how you manage yourself as a project and communicate to people. Coaching is very much my background and it's something I trained up in in 2006 and I trained up in NLP coaching techniques and also did an advanced level one and two coaching course that was specifically tailored to businesses. And so coaching has been my bread and butter. And it's actually the one transferable skill that really I felt that I had when I came into this sector, because it was asking questions. It was communicating people in in considered ways. It really lent itself to business analysis techniques, change management techniques, and really sort of supporting people on that journey to feel excited about a project, as well as being able to maintain my confidence to relaunch my career successfully. I use coaching tools and techniques every day in my own psychology to overcome those setbacks, those challenges, to kind of move my, myself through a process of getting back to that positive space. And so coaching can be incredibly powerful. Now, in order to upskill in coaching, you don't need to necessarily go and do a full on course like I originally had done like a three week NLP course. Um, You know, you don't need to do that for the coaching for Salesforce project necessarily. Obviously, you can do, but upskilling yourself in coaching skills and techniques at a lesser degree will also really add some value. And I'm going to talk through some of the common tools and techniques as part of this podcast that I've found really useful for myself and myself with projects, just to kind of make make it a reality for you to sort of see the benefit of it. Um, So I'd put it again in the list of those essential skills that any Salesforce professional should have, because if you can't communicate effectively with people, you're not going to be able to do the best that you should be. And so it is one of those skills that I've put in the part of how to be a number one Salesforce consultant and how to be cream of the crop as part of this six part series. Um, I really would advise that you do some level of training on coaching tools and techniques and you understand the disciplines beyond what I can teach you today. At Supermums, we embed coaching tools and techniques in all of our courses. It's a standalone course. Um, that sits alongside that we invite all of our trainees to go on. So it's something that we do take very seriously and think it's an absolute massive value. So during this session, I'm going to be talking about what coaching tools and techniques are, why it's important, what the value is, and what does it entail with, say, some practical examples. Um, And if you head over to our blog, you can also download a free coaching tools and technique download, which gives you some ideas about how you can use things as well. So firstly, let's look at the principles of coaching tools and techniques. You know, what are the value, what's the sort of value of them and what does it mean? 
Um, so the first is coaching can be very powerful for helping you understand yourself and achieving goals. So with coaching tools and techniques, you can use them to get clear on your goals. How do you build confidence and foster motivation? Now, if you can do that for yourself, you can equally also then do it for your clients, right? Because you know how to help them get clear on their goals, how to build their confidence around what the Salesforce project should do and how you can foster their motivation. So think about these things in two different perspectives, you and yourself in terms of your own career and two, secondly, on those Salesforce projects. The second principle is about building rapport with others. So it's about understanding different people's personalities, their learning styles and their motivations. Because when I spoke about this in the change management module, it's very about understanding the different stakeholders and kind of, say, putting them in groups to find those that are really enthusiastic, those that are blocking the system, those that are sleeping and don't really want to know about it. And you can start to identify the emotional journey that people are on. You know, are they excited? Are they enthused? Are they anxious? Are they um, angry? Um, and once you kind of get that picture, what you can do is adopt certain coaching tools and strategies to nurture them on a journey. And you can communicate in different ways. Um, and I'll be talking about this part of some of the examples. So it's, it's that ability to build rapport based on where people are at emotionally um, in their personality and the way they like to learn. The third principle is learning how to empower other people. So you can use coaching tools and techniques to motivate and enthuse people uh, by setting momentum, by moving them through a process, by setting a certain framework that you're going to work them through. Um, so there's some incredible, valuable tools that you can use there. And then the fourth principle is team building. So quite often you might find yourself in that tricky position where there's conflict on your projects, you know, different people are wanting different things, they can't agree, you know, quite often you might be facilitating that workshop and you're like, okay, how do I get everybody on the same page here? How do I bring them back together? And so you can use coaching tools and techniques to align them to common goals and overcome difficult conversations. Equally, where a situation that where that may arise is where perhaps you've got a bit of a conflict with the client that you're working with or that point of contact. So one-on-one -on -one conflicts as well, you can use coaching tools and techniques to kind of overcome those one-on-one -on -one conflicts and say and sort of move yourself out of that point it's more than likely that you'll probably have more than one difficult conversation on a project because there'll be potentially different expectations and realities of what's going on for people so you can start to think and look at things differently and think about how to move it forward what you want to be doing is thinking well how is this going to you know how is this going to help my project i think if you are in a situation going well why do i need to learn coaching Think about where you might be right now. You know, if you are struggling with your confidence, you're struggling with your imposter syndrome, you feel like you don't have the skills to influence and sell in solutions and build rapport and engage people effectively, then I would recommend use coaching tools and techniques. If you have been on projects where stakeholders have not been brought in, there's been a team fallout, you've potentially had some complaints or the project's not really you know, gone correctly and has failed, then coaching tools and techniques will help. So there are lots of scenarios where coaching tools and techniques will support you. Just to sort of reflect more on this, really, there's some common areas where we say how coaching can help you develop your Salesforce career. So if you have that constant negative voice in your head, which is saying, I'm not good enough, I don't know how to do this, and you're really struggling with your confidence and self-esteem, 
then coaching is going to help you with those areas. It's going to help you get clear on your new unique selling points. It's going to help you build those softer skills that you need. It's going to help you put a clear success plan in place. So you've got really achievable goals to move forward on your career. We hear from a lot of our community, well, not a lot, but we hear from members of our community that they feel stuck, um, that they don't know where to go, that they feel unmotivated, um, that they're not confident in something. And we go coaching, coaching, coaching. Like teaching themselves force isn't necessarily going to be the thing. Obviously, if they're lacking product knowledge in something, then absolutely a training course and sales force certification is going to be your bag. But if you've done the training and you're still struggling with that imposter syndrome type scenario where you feel like you still don't know things, then career coaching is something that you definitely want to kind of invest and take up. And as I mentioned, if you invest the time and energy in career coaching, what you'll learn is some really powerful techniques and tools that you can then take onto your Salesforce projects and add to your CV. Um, and that's really sort of fantastic sort of achievement because it's training in its own right as well as you personally benefiting for yourself. So with you, when you apply coaching to Salesforce projects, it helps you get emotional intelligence. Now, emotional intelligence was ranked as the number one in-demand skills by LinkedIn last year. So if you've got the capacity to put emotional intelligence on your CV because you have coaching skills and techniques, then that's going to be a massive plus, right? So you can say, I have an understanding of emotional intelligence because I've done this training and coaching. So that's number one. The second is from that, having that emotional intelligence will allow you to motivate and engage people in a clear way. It will allow you to move your clients towards clear goals um, because you can influence and generate their buy-in to achieve success. So there's lots of successes that can come out of this and ways that you can implement coaching. So if I put that in a very practical way and what some of the tools and techniques can be, I'm just going to say in a, a few examples here and how I've used them on projects. So there's a coaching tool called Logical Levels. Um, it's fascinating to look at it in the way that it can influence your sales project. With Logical Levels, it's looking at problems and where they arise from six different perspectives. So you can apply that to your life and go, right, where is the, where's the problem? Where am I stuck here? You know, where is the, the challenge? And it gets you to look at it from, let's say, six different lenses and perspectives. Um, now, when you do this on a Salesforce project, it's fascinating because actually, if you walk into a project where adoption is low, you can use this exercise to go, OK, well, let's look at the six different lenses and see where the problem has arisen. And it takes you through like a whole journey of understanding. Um, well, is it the the why? Do people are people not bought into why Salesforce is important, what the business case is? Or is it that they've not been trained in the right way and they're not empowered to use it? Or is it that they are not got the right equipment to use it properly? Let's say six different lenses, you can look at it. And it's a fascinating way. And I guarantee the reason that the project's not, the Salesforce system has not been adopted is for one of those reasons. And so it allows you a really sort of structured analytical approach, um, you know, to kind of working through it with a customer and sort of getting that picture. And once you've identified the problem, you then can move forward with that project with that in mind and really be considerate about, well, okay, how do we do things differently this time if we're going to re-launch sort of the project and roll it out? And it might not be that they've had a problem with a Salesforce project previously. It might be any other CRM system they tried to implement. So doing that is a really great risk analysis tool. 
um, and really helps you think through it. So um, yeah, that's, that's sort of one that I really love to share. The other coaching tool and technique that I regularly share with people is learning styles. Now with learning styles, it's really about understanding different people's learning styles as being uh, kinesthetic, visual, audio, digital and audio and going, okay, there's these different ways that people learn. You personally or somebody else might go, you know what, I don't get it. I don't understand it. The first question to ask yourself is, am I learning this in my preferred learning style? Because if you are learning it in a way that isn't your preferred learning style, then you're probably not going to get it. So it's a really good thing to question. And people might think, oh, I'm stupid. I really can't understand it. And actually, say it's not them not getting it. It's just because they're not learning in the way that suits them. So when I teach this on our courses, I take people through, um, you know, what those different learning styles mean and really talk through what a great Rolls-Royce training strategy would be to train people in Salesforce. So you are hitting all of those different uh, learning styles. Now, this doesn't actually just come in at training. Also, the way that you communicate and present things um, needs to be considerate of learning styles all the way through from business analysis through to training, if you like. So you want to be thinking, well, how do I share things visually? How do I write things down in a manual so it hits the audio digital requirement? How do I record things so people can go back and listen to it, which is hitting the audio uh, learning style? Um, And so there's lots of things that you can do in a training strategy to make sure it's going to hit those different learning styles. So that's the power of learning style and why it's so important because you can build rapport this way, you build engagement. And if you've got somebody who isn't getting it, that has been quite resistant, it might be that you're just not delivering or communicating in the way that suits them. So they are switching off. Um, and so it's it's just incredibly enlightening to go, oh, no, I get it. Why that person wasn't getting it. Now I realize actually I have to train them in this way. And that's really empowering for you and obviously also the person that you're going to be working with. So that's incredibly important. Moving through to another example, positive reframing is really valuable for you as an individual to shift your mindset from things that have happened, like negative things, challenges on a project. You're always going to have a grief cycle on a project. So positive reframing allows you to shift negative communication and thoughts into positive outcomes. It helps you go, okay, well, how do I look at this situation differently? What have I learned from it? What would I do differently next time? What has been the positive outcome from it? And that is a very positive tool to have in your toolbox because you're going to have those days when you're like, things don't go right in a project. Whether you've done hundreds of projects or not, even after 700 projects, things still go wrong um, that you would never expect. And actually, a lot of that is to do with communication and personalities and making sure that everybody's on the same page and engaged and enthused. You know, it's all going back to communication a lot of the time where things go wrong. So having this in your toolbox to reframe those situations and to think about it differently is important. And, you know, an example of that is when I ran a consultancy and we were working on all these different projects, you know, something would go wrong in a project and you're like, what's just happened there? Like, why did that happen? And you'd analyze it and, you you know, you get frustrated, obviously, and you come up with a, you know, move it forward and re-engage to to sort of solve out that problem. 
But the positive outcome for me was that I produced a risk register, which would go through with clients because there was common risk that would come up. And so one of the solutions I put together was this risk register to go, actually, let's just make sure up front that all these things are in place and have been done to mitigate risks on a project. And that the client knows as much as we do about what, where those risks sit and what their responsibilities are and what our responsibilities are. So that was my process of positive reframing rather than getting angry and tutting and, you know, sort of going off, you know, and letting it happen again. I was able to move my mindset through to a positive outcome where actually I was able to put together like a risk register, which meant that the 20 odd risks and problems that would occur on projects were then sort of being talked about up front with clients um, and getting really clear so it allows you to kind of move through that process. Equally, it is a tool that you can use with your clients because they might well be uh, getting themselves into a negative place. Um, they might be um, concerned and anxious about using new technology. Uh, they might completely have a barrier to it. They might be losing the spreadsheet that they love to work with so much. Um, you know, you are going to find that people have negative thought patterns about Salesforce. Surprisingly, you'd always think people are really happy and bothered about it, but it's not the case. And so what you can do with them is then use the power of positive reframing to help move them through to positive outcomes. So you can be saying things like, you know, I'm going to be training you in Salesforce. Like this is the number one CRM product in the world. It's going to be a fantastic experience. It's going to add a lot of value to your CV. Um, it's going to be you can learn and train in it and it's, it's like going to add value to their CV, their career going forward. Um, they're going to not be left behind on the skills gap. So you can help them to think about things differently. It might be that, you know, they can go home earlier because a lot of automation might, might remove the admin. So how can you move people through a, a mindset shift? of thinking negatively about a situation and moving them to look at the positive outcomes and putting it on the table. And this might be a, absolutely an exercise that you're going to have to do with people who are the blockers or the sleepers and aren't really engaging with the process. And then the final tool that I'm going to mention, and I say these are just a sample of ones from the download that we've got, the free toolkit, is um, goal setting. So I've quite often found it a little interesting trying to get clients to come up with a clear ROI business case, you know, getting them to be really succinct around, you know, what is it that they're wanting to achieve from the CRM? If we were to measure success from now, six months, one year, three years down the line, what is it we'd be seeing and hearing and how do we measure that? And so quite often, I would have to facilitate that conversation because they couldn't quite articulate it themselves uh, voluntarily. They would be, um, you know, floundering with that to some degree. So what I did was put together a suite of goals to share with them, like with common goals. So I would put together examples of um, goals around efficiency or profit maximization or leakage and actually present that to them and say, right, you know, these are a, an example set of goals that other clients have had. Um, which of these are relevant for you? And how would we tangibly measure the success of these? So you can really help 
set goals with a client. You can create a smart framework for them. You can talk through how they're specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-framed. You can give them example goals um, for them to kind of have that foundation conversation on because people have potentially never done this before. They don't know what goals could or should be achieved with a CRM implementation. They might have that high-level goal, but they've never really perhaps thought about it. So by presenting a range of outcomes to them, it gives them, one, you're educating them, but two, you're kind of giving them a baseline to work with and they can go through and select things. And think also, as I said, about how they can tangibly measure those aspects. So for some of those goals, they might have no baseline data because it's something they've never measured before. So if something was like, we want to improve customer satisfaction, it's like, okay, well, how, what does that mean? How would we know we've improved customer satisfaction? What are we looking at initially? Is there any initial data we're looking at where maybe there's been feedback scores of five out of 10 or something, um, or maybe there's no feedback scores at all. So, you know, how would we know that we've improved customer satisfaction? So they're sort of nitty gritty questions that you're trying to tease out of them um, to kind of get that answer from them. So there's some amazing tools in here that I'd really recommend you use. You know, they really overlay on business analysis and change management in terms of how you work. But also if you're operating as an agile project manager, being a project manager is all about communicating and liaising as a team. So these skills just overlay of everything for me. They're so important to understand how people tick and how you tick and how you can work through things. So say so there is a download on our blog that you can download with some of these example tools. It is um, coaching is something that we teach at Supermums. I think, you know, the reflection exercise that I've been doing as part of this series is just think about how equipped and confident you are right now in some of these skills, because absolutely they might be ones that you've used in your career before. Um, so just reflect on, you know, do you know how to handle people who are negative and disengaged with your sales project? How would you handle that right now? Do you have a strategy? Do you know how to assess risk effectively with clients and uh, sort of go through that process with them and set goals into place? Do you know how to deal with people who are anxious or concerned with new technology? How would you move them through a cycle and use positive reframing in different ways? And do you know how to engage and train people effectively to match their learning style? Do you know what learning styles are? Have you been considered about your training strategy and how to adopt for that? Um, so they're the reflective thoughts I'd like you to leave with you with today. Hopefully this has been insightful as to why coaching is important and valuable. And, you know, we're very pleased that Slalom have sponsored our coaching course at Supermums. It's something to say that's accessible for all of our trainees that go on any of our programmes because we want to help people develop their careers um, and be positive and confident in themselves as much as being able to use coaching tools and techniques on their Salesforce projects to really communicate really effectively. So the two things go hand in hand. So I hope you've enjoyed part four. Do check out the other parts of this series to become that number one Salesforce consultant and, and understand the rapid skills that you can get and start to build on as you develop your career. If you liked and enjoyed the show today, please do rate and review on iTunes or the platform you're working with. I'd love to get your feedback as well. And I hope to speak to you all soon. Take care and have a lovely day.